want you to go ahead and turn. I'm going to throw you a curveball now. Are you ready? Because y'all are fastball hitters. And y'all have been hitting that fastball in the book of Acts. But I'm going to throw you a curveball today. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, that, that, that's a curveball, but I know you can hit this and you can hit it well. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to continue to worship. We worshiped in song. We worshiped in praise. Now we're going to worship in the Word. And, and I'm so thankful because today, you know, at Start Baptist Church, we're celebrating this thing called Harvest Day. I don't know what that means for you, but I can tell you what it means for me. It means I am grateful. I am thankful. God has been so good to me uh, in this church, Start Baptist Church, for for many, many years. Uh, I have been a part of this church family for a long time. I I was a little boy growing up in this church. used to drive my Sunday school teachers crazy. Um, You know, Brother Don's got a little less hair today because I was in his youth group for a long time. You know, uh, Sherry's got thick skin and tough. You know, she still looks exactly the same. And so she put up with me a lot better than Don did. But uh, I I just think about this church and what it's meant to me. Uh, Some of you have been a part of this church for a lot longer than me. And here's what I want you to do. Think about those pastors who have served at this church. Think about those Sunday school teachers that, that you have been in their class and you've listened to them teach the Word of God. Think about ministry teams, right? Women's ministry, men's ministry, children's ministry, student ministry. Think about all of the ways God has been good to and through Start Baptist Church. Amen? God has been so, so good. And I only want to spend just these few moments about the past. We know that God has been good and we know that God has done great things. I want to talk about right now. Look at what God is doing right now. Look at what God is doing right now through so many people who have come together in Christ, united by the Spirit of God, and continue to serve Him in this place called Start Baptist Church, in this community called Start Louisiana. Again, God is pouring out His blessings upon Start Baptist Church, and I'm looking forward to the future. I don't know if we've got another hour. I don't know if we've got another day, another week, another month, another year. But I do know this. If God gives it to us, it's going to be good. It's going to be good because God is good. And so I'm so thankful today about what God has done, what God is doing, and what God's going to do. But, but let me say something, and it might confuse you at first, okay? But hang with me. Listen, today we don't celebrate Start Baptist Church. We don't. We don't celebrate Start Baptist Church. We celebrate God today. We celebrate God's goodness to Start Baptist Church and through Start Baptist Church. That's who we celebrate. Listen, all of those songs you sang, that wasn't for Start Baptist Church. That wasn't to Start Baptist Church. That was for God, and that was to God. And we got to understand that. Listen, am I thankful for Start Baptist Church? Absolutely. But I'm thankful for Start Baptist Church to God. I'm thankful to God for Start Baptist Church. And, and I'm thankful to be your pastor. I, I don't take that lightly. I, I, I am, I, listen, I'm in awe that God would choose me to be your pastor. And that God would continue to allow me to be your pastor. And again, I don't know if that's one more day, one more week, one more month, one more year, ten more years. I don't know what that looks like. But I'm I'm thankful that God has me here with you right now because I'm with a body of believers who love God and love people. And that's what it's all about. You know, in his book, What More Can God Say? Dr. Ray Stedman 
Uh, he told a story about a little boy, and this is such a good story. He said there was this little boy, and he was with his daddy, and they were walking out of church one day. And the little boy, he looked up in the foyer, and he saw this giant picture hanging in the foyer, and right underneath it, it was a plaque. And the little boy, he turned to his daddy, and he said, hey, daddy, what is this picture, and what is this plaque for? And his daddy, he looked back at his son, and he looked up at the picture in the plaque, and he, here's what he said. He said, oh, my son, that is a memorial to all of those who died in the service. And the little boy was just looking at the picture, and He looked back at the church and he asked one more question. He said, Daddy, which service did they die in, the morning service or the evening service? That's pretty funny, isn't it? Listen, over the past few months, we've been in the book of Acts. And for those of you who haven't been with us, let me me just give you a brief summary of the book of Acts. It's God's goodness to His people And he builds what is known as the church. That's what the book of Acts is. It's God's goodness to his people, and he builds them up, and he unites them, and he calls them the church. That's what the book of Acts is. Jesus, he brings his his disciples together, and he says, you're going to be my witnesses. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and he's going to empower you and enable you to go out into the world and be my witnesses. And that's what happens. And the church is born. And churches spread all over the place because of God's goodness. So today what I want to do is I want to step out of the book of Acts, but I want to keep that mindset uh, in, in, your, in your heart and in your mind right now. I want us to focus on the church, God's goodness to and through the church. And so in 2 Corinthians, I believe we find out what we need to know about the church. And as your pastor, it is my responsibility, right? Right? to continue to remind you who the church is and why the church is. So as we, as we celebrate God's goodness today, as and at Start Baptist Church, listen to me, God doesn't just bless us to bless us. He doesn't just bless us to say, here you go, Start Baptist Church, enjoy that. God doesn't just bless us to bless us. He blesses us to be a blessing in this community and in this world. When God told Abraham, I'm going to bless you, is that, is that all he said? Is all he said is, Abraham, I'm going to bless you? No. He said, I'm going to bless you and make you a what? A blessing. I'm going to bless you and make you a blessing. Because he knew that Abraham was going to go out into the world. And that's what Jesus told his disciples. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to empower you and enable you through the Holy Spirit to go out into the world and be my witnesses. In other words, I'm not just going to bless you. I'm going to make you a blessing to the world in which you live in. And so Start Baptist Church, I, I want us to continue to pray for God to bless us, for God to equip us, enable us, and empower us. But I don't want to just put it in a bottle and put a cap on it and put it on a shelf. No, I want us to be a funnel that God pours into and then we pour out of. That's what I want. And so my job today as your pastor, my responsibility as your pastor, is to remind you of who you are as the church and why you are the church. And so I want to do that in 2 Corinthians. So hopefully you're already there, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to start in verse 16, and we're going to spill over into chapter 6. All right, so listen to what God's Word says. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 
verse 16. It says, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. And all of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us. Listen, do you hear that? God's committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him, in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. Oh, how good is that? And then Paul goes on to say this in chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain, for he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. And Paul says, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor, now is the day of salvation. What an incredible passage of Scripture. And here's who I'm talking to today. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to me. I'm talking to the church. And I want us to answer two questions. You've already heard me refer to them, but I want to ask you in question form, okay? The church, who are we? Who are we? Who is the church? And, and the second question is simply this, why are we? Why, why did God do this? Why, why did God bring us together? As the church. So church, who are we and why are we? And so let me start in this, in this way. If you have repented of your sin, if you have turned from your sin, if you've said, I am guilty, God, I'm a sinner, I deserve your wrath, I deserve to be separated from you forever and ever, but God, I repent of my sin, I turn from it, I trust in you, I believe that you sent your one and only son, Jesus Christ, to live perfectly for me, to die sacrificially for me, and to rise up out of that grave and defeat my sin and death. If you have repented of your sin and put your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord, then you are a child of God. Now listen to me, everybody who has ever lived, who is living and will live is an image bearer of God. We've all been created in the image of God, but make no mistake about it, not everybody on this earth has been, is, or will be a child of God. To be a child of God, you got to repent of your sin and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So you might have walked down this aisle and filled out a piece of paper. You might have even jumped in that pool up there and got wet. Okay? But that don't mean you're a child of God. You're a child of God if you truly repent of your sin and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And if you're a child of God, you are the church of God. Whether that's in Start, Ravel, Monroe, West Monroe, Bastrop, Mangum, whatever. If you're a child of God, you belong to the church of God. Now, you can have resident membership, right? You can have resident membership in a church like Start Baptist Church, but, but here's the thing, I love this. 
But Paul says if you are God's child and you are part of the church, he says, hey, the old you is gone. The, the old you is gone and the new you is here. And so he says, he, he explains it this way. We have been reconciled to God. That's what he says. We have been reconciled to God. And here's the thing. I didn't reconcile nothing. And you didn't reconcile nothing. Listen, God is the reconciliator. He's the only one who can reconcile. God reconciled us to himself. That word reconciled, you might say, Brother Jeff, that's a big church word. I really don't know what you're talking about. What does that mean to reconcile? Well, I'll tell you because Merriam-Webster has a pretty good definition. Merriam-Webster says reconcile means to be restored into friendship. It means to have something settled or resolved in a right relationship. That's pretty good. So what did God do through Jesus Christ for you and for me? God reconciled himself to us. In other words, he settled the debt. He settled the debt that you and I owed. He paid the price that you and I owed for our sin. He made a way for you and me to be in right relationship with him. And his name is Jesus. That's what God did. That's our good and great God. There was nothing Jeff could do to be in right relationship with God. Nothing. So God said, Jeff, I'll make a way for you to be right with me. I'll give my son in your place. I'll give my perfect son in your place. I'll I'll make him who has no sin to be your sin, Jeff. And I'll put him on the cross. I'll put him on the cross. He'll pay the price for you, Jeff. He'll die for you. But oh, Jeff, he'll rise up out of the grave and he will finish He will finish the debt. He will pay the final price. He will pay for your death. He'll pay for your sin. All you have to do, Jeff, is repent. All you have to do, Jeff, is believe. That's what the Bible says in Romans. If we will confess with our mouth what we believe in our heart, that Jesus Christ is Lord, we will be saved. God did that. God is the great reconciler. And so Paul, right here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 6, he's talking to the church. He's reminding them of who they are. And he uses a word here that's a, a, an awesome word that I think sometimes we forget. Do, do you want to know who you are, church? Can I answer that question? Here's who you are. You are God's ambassadors. That's who you are. You are God's ambassadors. You are the ambassador of Jesus Christ in this world. That's what Paul says in verse 20. He says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. You know what an ambassador is? I I know some of you you took history in school. Did anybody have Coach Butler for history? Okay, I did. Yeah, I I, I love Coach Butler. He was a great history teacher. And, And I remember Coach Butler, he taught me a lot about world history. And I remember him using that word ambassador one time. Right? Now, I, I, I didn't pay attention as much back then in his class as I would today. Okay? But let me tell you what an ambassador is in case you don't know. An ambassador is a diplomatic agent. Oh, I love that. A diplomatic agent of the highest rank accredited to a foreign government or a foreign sovereign. He, is a, he or she is a representative appointed for a diplomatic assignment. So here's who you are as Christ's ambassadors. You are a, you're an agent. Anybody ever here wanted to be a secret agent? Huh? When you were a kid, right, you wanted to be an agent, right, a secret agent. Like you had a mission, 
right? You had a plan, and, and you wanted to fulfill that mission, fulfill that plan. Well, guess what, church? You are agents of God. You are his ambassadors. And listen to me. You have the highest rank. You've been accredited by God to be who you are in this world. You are, therefore, Christ's ambassadors. That's who you are as the church of God. You are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. And what that means is, is you don't represent your wants and wishes. You represent the wants and the wishes of God Almighty through Jesus Christ. And if you want to know what's wrong with the church in the world today, is we got too many church members who have forgotten that they're God's ambassadors and they think Jesus works for them. That, that's what's wrong with us today as a church. It's too much of what we want, and we want Jesus to do it instead of saying, Jesus, we work for you. Jesus, we belong to you. Jesus, you are the sovereign one, and the only reason I have rank, the only reason I have position, the only reason I have power is because you gave it to me, not the other way around. We need to be reminded. We need to know who we are as a church. We are ambassadors. We are not kings and queens. We are ambassadors of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Amen? We we need to know that. We need to be reminded of that. And, And listen, your pastor needs to be the one to keep on reminding you and keep on telling you who you are in Christ. You're his ambassadors. You have you have incredible authority. You you have the highest rank. But don't ever abuse that or underestimate that. We are Christ's ambassadors. That's what Paul says. That's the answer to the question, who we are. Are you ready for the why we are? Why are we the church? I'll tell you. Here it is. We have a mission. Amen? We have a mission. As Christ's ambassadors, we have purpose. We have a mission. God had a plan for you and me. Even before we were born, the Bible says, hey, I knew you. That's what God says, I knew you. And nobody told Jeremiah? Before you were even in your mama's womb, I knew you. And I called you to be a prophet. Listen to me. I don't know everybody's name in this place. It's harder for me to know all of your names than it is for all of you to know my one name. Okay? But I do know this. God knows your name. God knew your name before your mom and daddy gave it to you. How cool is that? God knew who you were before you ever were. (laughs) I don't even understand that, but that sounds really good. God knew who you were before you were. (laughs) Listen to me. God knew you would be here today listening to this message. Does that blow your mind? Well, I just made up my mind a few minutes ago. God already knew you were going to make up your mind. Because God is sovereign. God is almighty. We are his ambassadors, and we have a mission. And that mission is to go into our world and show them and share with them the grace of God. Anybody here? Anybody here been, been shown? been given the grace of God? I'll tell you what, if you're sitting here, you have. Now, whether you acknowledge it or not, I'm going to let you deal with him. But oh yeah, if you're sitting here, you, you, you've, you've had the grace of God. The grace of God has been poured out to you, for you, on you. And so the Bible says we are Christ's ambassadors. We have a mission. We've been empowered. We've been enabled by God to participate in what God is doing in our world. What, what we pastors like to call this is kingdom ministry. Dr. Tony Evans talks about kingdom men and kingdom women and kingdom ministry and kingdom agenda. 
He's right. God has always had a plan. God's plan has never changed. God's plan is still in place today. God's Word tells us that He wants everyone to know Him intimately and that He wants everyone to be saved. You're saying, Brother Jeff, that's crazy. Well, you take it up with God because that's what it says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. That God wants everyone to be saved. That God, that God wants everyone to know Him in right relationship, personally and intimately. And so he made a way. He made a way for us to be right with him. His name is Jesus. And now God is making his case of reconciliation through you and through me. That's what Paul wants to remind us of. Hey, praise God that I have been reconciled. But thank God that I'm not just sitting here doing nothing watching what's going on. Because as one who has been reconciled, I have also been given a message of reconciliation. So do you see that? I have both a mission to go out into the world and tell others and show others the grace of God, but I also have a message. How cool is that? Star Baptist Church, you have a mission to go out of these walls and to go out into this community and any community God takes you in and to to show them and tell them about the grace of God. But you also have a message, and that message is really simple. You know what it is? Paul said it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. The message is this. Be reconciled to God. That's the message. Be reconciled to God. So how are we reconciled to God? Well, we answer that question with the greatest message and the greatest news ever. And here it is. You ready? Let me ask you a question. When somebody, before you really started studying the Bible and before you really started memorizing the Bible, whose favorite verse was John 3.16? Probably every one of us should raise our hand. Right? Because in Sunday school, that's one of the very first verses I ever learned. And my Sunday school teacher kept saying it. And I thought, is that the only verse in the Bible? Because my Sunday school teacher keeps telling me that. Do you know how many times Miss Dina Odom said that in Sunday school class? And then I graduated from her and I went to Mr. Wayne. And I really think that was out of order. But anyway, you know, I, I, I went from Miss Dina's class. Then I went to Mr. Wayne's class. And I guarantee you, the verse that he gave us all the time was, For God so loved the world. Listen to me. You got the greatest message and the greatest news inside of you. And you might think, oh, it's too silly, it's too simple. That's something that the third grader does. Jesus said, if you're going to come to me, you better come to me with what kind of faith? Childlike. Don't think a verse is ever too simple or too silly to share with somebody. Because the greatest message that you and I have today, the best news that you and I have today is John 3.16. For God so loved, so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever... Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have what? Everlasting life. I'm going to tell you, that message never gets old. It never gets stale. It never gets dull. I'm going to tell you, church, we got a mission. It's to go out there and tell people and show people the grace of God. And we got a message. And that message is simply this. Be reconciled to God. What does that mean? That means we're all sinners. And our sin has separated us from God. And there's nothing we can do to get back to God, to get right with God. But we don't have to because God did it for us. God did the reconciling. God said, I will make a way. God made a way. His name is Jesus. Jesus lived perfectly. Jesus died sacrificially. Jesus rose victoriously. And all we have to do is repent and believe. Listen, I love John 3.16, but I love Romans 5.8 as well. 
Because Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his love for us, his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There are so many people out there in our world, there are unbelievers who think, oh, i got to get my life straight before I can walk into the church. i got to get it right. i gotta, I got to do this. i got to do that so that I will belong to the church, be embraced by the church, be accepted by the church. I'm going to tell you, that's a message of Satan. That's a lie from Satan. Because you can't clean up enough. You can't do enough to be right with God. What you got to do is you got to recognize your lostness. You got to recognize your sin. You got to take ownership of it. And you got to say, but God. I'm a sinner. I deserve his wrath. I deserve hell. I deserve to be separated from him. But God, you made a way. You did something when I couldn't. You gave your one and only son. And you said whoever believes in him, which includes Jeff Thomas. If Jeff Thomas would believe in him, that he would have... Not perish life, but everlasting life. That's the message. Thank you, whoever clapped, because that's worth clapping for. That's better than clapping for an LSU Tiger touchdown. I'm going to tell you what. See, we got our priorities all screwed up, don't we? We'll clap and cheer for all kinds of stuff. But when it comes to God, it's like golf clap. Come on. We got something to celebrate, Amen. And it ain't Star Baptist Church. It's our good and almighty God who loves us. And so our message, let me, let me break it down even further. Our message is the same message that John the Baptist preached. His message, listen, Baptist churches have been trying to, they've been trying to call John the Baptist preachers for centuries. It ain't worked out. But John the Baptist, he always preached the shortest message. Like he would get you to lunch at 1110, not 1150, not 1210. Because his message was simple and it was easy. Repent and believe. Amen. (laughs) Altars are open. But listen to me, church. The message hasn't changed. The, The message we should be taking into our world is repent of your sin and believe in Jesus. Because there is no other way There is no other way to know who you are. There is no other way to know why you are. There is no other way to to have joy. There is no other way to be love and to love. It's all Jesus. So repent and believe. That's the message. Listen, that's that's the message that Jesus preached. He said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. He said, my message is one of repentance and belief. Go, Go look at the words. He said it in Mark. He said it in Matthew. See, as your pastor, it's my responsibility to keep on telling you the truth of God's Word. And I want to tell you all of the truth of God's Word. Even when I don't understand it, (laughs) I'm still going to tell you what God's Word says. And we're going to pray together that He'll give us understanding. But I ain't going to lie. I'm not going to sit up here and lie and tell you that God excuses that sin and that sin today because it's different. No, it's not. If God called it sin 2,000 years ago, it's sin today. And it'll be sin tomorrow, no matter who your pastor is or who your president is or who's bombing who. God's Word don't change. And I ain't changing it. (laughs) You got the wrong man if you want me to pat you on the back and say, well, that sin's okay. It'll be all right. We'll overlook it. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you that sin is sin if God says it. It ain't about you liking me. It ain't even about you respecting me. You know that? You know what it is? It's about you knowing what God says because what God says matters more than what Jeff says. 
And so we need to know who we are. We're Christ's ambassadors. Not Star Baptist Church's ambassadors. Not Brother Jeff's ambassadors. Not, not Brother Joey's or Brother John's Sunday school class ambassadors. No, we're Christ's ambassadors. We just happen to be a part of Star Baptist Church or a part of this Sunday school class or a part of that Sunday school class. But we represent Christ in all that we say and do. And, and a lot of what's wrong with the church today is we just we say, oh, well, that's not really... That's not really sin, or that's not really, no, that's not really what the Scripture means. Listen, we can get in this interpretation battle all day long, but if God says this is sin, it's sin. It just is. It just is. And I ain't looking for you to high-five me or clap for me or pat me on the back and say, brother, we can be brothers. I'm just going to tell you what God says because I know who I am, and I know whose I am. And I know why I am. I am therefore Christ's ambassador. And I have a mission. And that is to go out into the world and show them the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the truth of God. And that's who we are as a church. See, I I can know these things as an individual, but what I know as an individual is that I belong to a body of believers that God has brought together. And so my mission as an individual and my message as an individual lines up with the missions and the messages that have been given to you. Because the same God that saved you is the God that saved me. The same spirit that baptized you is the spirit that baptized me. The same spirit that indwells you, empowers you, enables you is the same spirit that empowers me and enables me and indwells me. And because we have that sameness, right, we have that same spirit, we have unity. That doesn't mean that we're going to look exactly alike, that doesn't mean that, that we're going to, it doesn't mean that your path won't go a little left or a little right, and my path, hey, listen, as long as we headed in the same direction, and we got the same heartbeat and the same mindset and the same voice, that's a whole other passage in Romans chapter 15, one heart, one mind, one voice. Only God can do that. Listen, your pastor can't unite you. Your deacon body can't unite you. Your Sunday school teacher can't unite you. Only God can unite you. And you know what? He has. He has. You know what we got to practice? We got to practice what Jesus said. Daily, we have to deny ourselves. And we have to take up the cross. And we have to follow him. And that's where we have issues, don't it? That's where we have issues. Because we don't like denying ourselves. We want, we want the chicken to be cooked at this temperature instead of this temperature, right? We want Brother Jeff to end at this time instead of this time, right? We, we, listen, the thermostat. We want the thermostat set on this instead of this. Oh, the carpet, we got to get new carpet? Well, it's got to be this color, not that color. You know how long I can stand up here and preach and you're saying, hey, get back to the point. That is the point. Thank you, Mike. I do have somebody that's on the same page, don't I? We might be on the same path. But, but do you understand what I'm saying? Too many times, right? Well, too many times we want God to serve us when God was never in the business of serving us. God was in the business of saving us. Saving us from our sin. Saving us from wrath. Saving us from separation from Him forever and ever, saving us. God's in the business of saving you and saving me. 
And what God has done is, is He's equipped us and enabled us to serve one another, right? And to serve everyone His way, not ours. And, and so, if we are really here today to celebrate God, right? If we are really celebrating God's goodness to us and through us, then what we're going to do is we're going to embrace who we are. We are who? Christ's ambassadors. If we really are celebrating God's goodness to us and through us, then we will embrace who we are, Christ's ambassadors, and we will embrace why we are. We have a mission, and that is to show and tell people God's grace. Show them God's grace. Tell them about God's grace. We, we, we have a message, and that message is be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. Come to God because he, he is chasing after you, and His arms are wide open, and He's just waiting for you. He wants to wrap His arms around you and love you. He wants to change your heart. He wants to change your eternal destination. He wants you to know His love. He wants you to experience His love. And then He wants you to be a vessel of that love. Listen, church, we have a, we have a mission and we have a message. And even though today, 2023, we might do things differently than we did in 2000, we might do things differently than we did in 1985. We might even have different titles of different things because this title sounds better in 2023 than it sounded in 1985. Listen, that's okay. That's cool. Okay. We, we, listen, we could change these pews out and have stadium seating. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. We, we, we can build a bigger building. I would love that. That would mean more people are, are being a part of what God wants them to be a part of and going out and doing what God wants them to do. I'm all for that, but listen to me. The mission and the message don't change. It hasn't changed. It's never changed, and it's not going to until Jesus comes back. So don't forget who you are. You are Christ's ambassadors. And don't forget why you are. You are you're ambassadors. You are vessels of God's grace and mercy and love to anyone and everyone you come in contact with, and you have a message. You have a message. And that message is God has reconciled himself to you. All you have to do is repent and believe. So Star Baptist Church, let's celebrate that today. Let's celebrate how good God is to us, and let's live that celebration out loud by showing others, right, God's goodness, not just to us, but through us. Because I'm telling you, I believe God will have his hand all over that. And I believe God will use that in Start Louisiana, Monroe, Ravel, whichever direction you go, God will use that. God will grow his kingdom through your surrender and your obedience. And boy, isn't it fun when we do it together. And that's what we were created to do. To love God as an individual, but to love God corporately, together as His church. My prayer is that you're a part of the church. doesn't matter if you're a part of Start Baptist Church. If you, if you think that, then you didn't listen to the message I preached. And I can start over if you want me to. My iPad battery is fully charged. So I got all my notes, even though I didn't use half of them. 
Maybe I should preach them, the rest of them. No. My prayer is that, that you're a part of God's church. And wherever that might be, start, Ravel, Mangum, Oak Ridge, whatever. My prayer is that you're a part of God's church because if you're part of God's church, then that means you've repented of your sin and Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. If you're searching for a place to plug in and to get on board with and to serve, we would love to have you. But let's, let's make first things first. Are you surrendered into a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ? Because if not, nothing else matters. I don't care about your talent. I don't care about your experience. None of that matters unless you're right with God through Jesus Christ. First things first. Amen? Then we can talk about your talent and your experience, and we'll let the Lord lead.